Hi, this is Nara Bonafidi with Good Faith Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, I Was Made for This, where we will be talking about identity, things like finding your real purpose and how God has an awesome plan for your life. Discovering who you really are, what you were made for, and becoming who God has created you to be is true freedom. So I invite you to join me as we explore and talk about God's goodness, His unique plan for each of us, and how we can experience victory in our lives. Hello, everyone. You are listening to I Was Made for This podcast. Thank you for joining me. I just wrapped up a three-part series titled Wake Up, Stand Up, and Speak Up. And I want to pick up where I left off with Speak Up because I feel it just led into what I'm going to talk about today, which is boundaries. (laughs) I promised you boundaries, so here it is. Isn't that a wonderful subject? You know, when you think about boundaries, you automatically, your your mind just kind of goes to, this is going to be about relationships. Well, you're right, it is. And there's no better time to talk about boundaries and relationships than right before the holidays, right? You know, people will be traveling. They'll be shopping and eating a lot and eating a lot. Did I say a lot? (laughs) Family will be getting together. Friends will be doing the Friendsgiving thing, which I think is so cool. But for me, I like to know where I'm going and what will be there when I get there. That's just me. What I mean by that is I don't like to put myself in an environment where there's things going on that is kind of opposite of who I am or what I stand for. And I want to clarify that. For example, if there's illegal activity, drugs, drunkenness, adultery going on in the back room, and I'm not going there, right? Thank goodness I know where I'm going during the holidays, and that's not going to be meeting me there. But family is family, no matter what family it is. And there's always an opportunity to have a misunderstandings, hurt feelings, you know, many family quarrels, those little tiny ones, hopefully not big ones, and whatever else you could imagine during family gatherings, because you have a group of people coming together. And just because we're family doesn't mean we don't have healthy boundaries set up. There's family dynamics, and we've all got that, no matter what family you belong to. So as you know, this podcast, the ones of you that have been listening, it's about identity, your God-given identity, how your identity spans, expands, and grows and thrives. Well, boundaries play a big part in that. So I'm going to jump right in. Let's go. What are boundaries? A lot of you know what they are. I'm sure some of you already have some set up, but I think this may shed some new light into boundaries and some things that I've learned by experience. So, let's go with a definition. A boundary is a dividing line which marks the end of one property or jurisdiction and the beginning of another. You know, that's like boundaries around a piece of property or something around land. Now, where interpersonal relationships are concerned, a boundary creates necessary space between individuals. Hmm. Healthy boundaries, healthy boundaries, define expectations, and show respect for others. Now, I want us to keep that in mind. Healthy boundaries 
So if those are healthy, then there must mean that there are some unhealthy ones. We may not get into that too much to today, but we will in the future. And I added something to this definition. I said, when boundary lines get blurred, that's when conflict can arise. Let me give you an example. I thought of this actually this morning. <laughs> Have you ever had two kids in the back seat of your car and they kept getting in each other's space? I have. And it kept going on and going on and there was playing and play fighting to the point that they were both in each other's space. Well, the next thing we heard was, can we stop? <laughs> can we stop? So I looked in the back seat. The boundaries were crossed to such a degree that there was a bloody nose. So we had to pull over at Bucky's, get paper towels, and clean up the mess. Then there was correction, encouragement, and restoration. And really, all that didn't need to happen. But because boundaries were crossed, now listen to this, guys, this is important, because boundaries were crossed over and over, a painful thing occurred. And repair was necessary. There's a real lesson in that, and I'm still chewing on it myself. I want to share this scripture with you, which is kind of the foundational scripture for this message today, for this podcast. And it's found in Proverbs 25, 28. It says, and I'm reading from, uh, I think this is the Amplified Classic. Like a city that is broken down and without walls, leaving it unprotected, is a man who has no self-control over his spirit and sets himself up for trouble. Wow. We could camp there for quite a while. I don't want to set myself up for trouble. Do you? Listen, I, I read a commentary. I, I was just meditating on this scripture, and I found a commentary that I, I really like, and so I'm going to read it. It's about, it's just a couple of paragraphs long, but it kind of um, just adds something to this and just sheds some light on it. And this guy, he it was good what he said. He said, a person with healthy boundaries takes responsibility for his own life and allows other to live theirs. The goal of boundaries is to make sacrifice for people when appropriate, but never in a destructive manner. We should be available for people in a crisis, but unavailable to indulgent demands. Being gracious is not a blank check for others to continually drain our emotional account. Saying yes out of fear of rejection is really a selfish motive for being kind. Hmm. Being kind in order to gain someone's favor is hypocrisy and shows a need for boundaries. Boundaries teach us to accept one another as being different yet still valuable. I'm still reading from this commentary. God uses boundaries to help us appreciate the difference in people rather than be upset by them. This is so important because this is where a lot of people get tripped up is with differences. And I'll talk about that later. We are free to be ourselves with others if we control ourselves. In a godly relationship, both people are free to love each other and to be themselves because neither is using or manipulating the other. And um, this is really good, too, because he talks about the, the fruit of the Spirit, which is found in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And I'm going to touch on that in later podcasts and how it relates to boundaries. He says, self-control is a fruit of the Spirit, 
A believer who sees his need for self-control so he can take responsibility for his own actions and not encroach on others will seek the Lord's help for growth in this character trait. The last thing I want to share about this commentary, it says this, Boundaries can be difficult to establish because saying no may have been off-limits or mistakenly taught as being ungodly. I have a message also later that I want to share. It's called The Power of No. God says to tell the truth in love, Ephesians 4.15. God tells us to humbly control ourselves, lovingly, lovingly, lovingly confront sin, graciously, graciously accept others, and overcome evil with good. I think that was a great commentary. I got a lot out of that. Well, we know that we go to the Word, right? Jesus is our example. He is our example, and He had boundaries. Let me tell you, I'm going to just give you a couple examples about where I I believe, this is just me, where He had boundaries. Jesus overturned tables and drove out the money changers in the temple. He accused the Jewish leaders of defiling God's house of prayer. They crossed a boundary, and Jesus would not tolerate, he would not tolerate disrespect for the house of God. That right there in itself will preach. He would not tolerate disrespect for the things of God. He valued them, and he stood up for what was right. He had a boundary. Question for you here. What do you hold in high regard? What thing has God entrusted you with that is of great value to you? Think about that for a minute as it relates to boundaries. And we're going to come back to that. I just want you to think about that. In Matthew 16, 21 through 23, another boundary, Jesus explained to his disciples what was going to take place, the plan of God for him and for them. He told them, He told them, he said, I'm going to suffer, die, and then be raised to life on the third day. And then Peter spoke up. We know Peter. He said, no, not you, Lord. I'm not going to let that happen. And then Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. He rebuked Peter. And Peter's intentions were good, but Peter didn't see the plan of God. Peter crossed a boundary of Jesus by not seeing clearly, and really for speaking in the flesh and against the will of God for Jesus, for the plan. Jesus had a hard boundary where his purpose was concerned. No one or no thing was going to keep him from fulfilling the will of God. That's what I call a hard boundary. When I think of boundaries, I, I think of something I heard when I was a child, and um, I, it rings true. Good fences make good neighbors. <clears throat> I watch a show sometimes at night, and it's about beachfront property for sale. I, I just like the beach. And they show beautiful beaches, the, the turquoise water, and all that goes along with that type of living. You know, everybody's out in the water and water activities. And I just dream a little bit before I go to sleep. And I dream about vacationing on a beach or owning a home on the beach. Hey, we can dream, right? Well, 
there's this particular commercial that plays at least three or four times during that particular show. I can almost recite it by memory. And there's this young cowboy on there. And he says, I'm a fourth generation rancher. My neighbors are ranchers and my neighbors' neighbors are ranchers. They say, good fences make good neighbors. But I say, it's hot biscuits and a good cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> That's not really how he talks. I mean, it's kind of, he has just a cute accent. I can't talk exactly like he does. But, well, guess what happened? I related, I identified with that because I used to hear my dad say, good fences make good neighbors, even though I didn't fully understand it at the time. And on this commercial, it shows the young cowboy, along with his rancher neighbors, having a good time around the campfire. You know, there's an open flame with that good cup of coffee. So what did I do? I told Ross, I said, honey, the next time you go to the store, pick up some of that coffee. So he did. We tried it. And I have to say, I will neither confirm or deny that it was a good cup of coffee. That's all I'm going to say about that. Anyway, back to the fences. On our property, we have fences on all four sides. And we have a few cows, and our neighbors have a few also. We live kind of, we're outside the city limits, and we just, we just have a little micro, micro rant. And I'm so, I am so thankful for some really great, great neighbors. I love my neighbors. But when one of their cows somehow either jumps over or breaks something in the fence and gets on our property, then we have to get them out, and then we have to fix the fence. The reason for fences is to keep things off your property that doesn't belong there and to keep what is yours on your property under your protective care, under your stewardship. It's the same way with boundaries and relationships. Think of a boundary as a fence. So, what's been entrusted to you? What are you to watch over, to steward, to protect? Is it a business, a piece of property, a ministry, a new invention, or a product? Whatever it is, not only do you have to have personal boundaries set, but I believe you need to have boundaries around what God has entrusted to you. That's what he's shown me. So how do you set boundaries? I like to think of boundaries as some of them being hard and non-negotiable. And then there's some what I call soft boundaries. I mean, that's, that's just what I call them. And I'll, I'll explain that. Here's an example of a hard boundary. Before Ross and I got married, we agreed together that there would be no alcohol in our home. At first he said, but I'm Italian, I have to cook with wine. But he honored me and respected that boundary. So we had a wine pouring out party in the sink together. We just poured it in the sink. Now we're not imposing that on anyone else. That's our boundary. And that's, that was a hard one for me, a hard boundary for me. And everyone has to set their own boundaries and by their own convictions. So, so that, was, that was mine. But it was non-negotiable for me. Think of it as a concrete wall with barbed wire on top. It was set. Then there's those boundaries that we've agreed upon, you know, regarding um, what we watch on TV or what music we listen to. There's certain things that we just won't let into our home. 
And those are boundaries we both set. And there's a few that he set that I honor and abide by. I mean, we just don't have multiple boundaries. It's not like we live with, you know, a whole bunch of boundaries around us, but there are some. As a result of that, though, there's peace in our home because we respect boundaries. They are for our good. Now, now what I call soft boundaries, think of it like a white picket fence. And this is what is I envision when I was going to try to explain this to you. Um, what I think of as a soft boundary, like a white picket fence around a beautiful lawn in a pretty house. You can just picture that, right? And people can come by on the sidewalk and they, they can say hi to you, a neighbor or friend, but that white picket fence prevents them from coming into your yard, onto your porch, and inside your home without being invited. You are in control. Picture this for a minute. I thought about this scenario. Say a neighbor comes over. They happen to be a casual friend. You've invited them into your house before, maybe to have coffee or just a short visit, and a relationship has developed. However, on this particular day, they bring their dog with them. This particular dog terrorizes your dog, smells bad, has mud all over their paws, it drools and growls at you. Now, do you play nice just to get along? not to be judged or talked about, and invite them in like you have in the past? Or do you keep that gate on that white picket fence closed? What if they get offended if you don't invite them in to at least sit on the porch? That soft boundary, the picket fence, is a way of still visiting with your neighbor. They can see you, you can see them, you can visit with them and their dog, without allowing something that could be destructive to enter in. You get my drift? I, I think of that as a soft boundary. Some soft boundaries have to be set up where there's been no boundaries before. Now this can get a little tricky and can be a challenge, especially if a relationship has already been established and no boundaries were ever set. So you're coming into something and you're trying to set a boundary where none have ever been before. This neighbor that I was just talking about, say your neighbor, who you have a relationship with, may walk away wondering why you didn't invite her and her dog in. But you really don't have to explain that. And you don't have to make up anything that sounds good to their ears either. You simply keep the little gate closed and talk to them over the fence. You don't have to get out of your love walk. The relationship is still there. It's just different. And that's what soft boundaries do. Remember earlier, I asked you a question. I asked, what do you hold in high regard? What thing or things, has God entrusted you with that is of great value to you. You know, the story of David really inspires me. And when I was studying um, about boundaries, and this just really stuck out. It just really, and, I'm, and I am still meditating on this. David had something of great value on the inside of him, a destiny. He had boundaries actually imposed on him by his father. He was a shepherd boy. That was his assignment in his family. 
He was, he was actually low on the totem pole. He was taught how to fight by keeping watch over sheep. He was a shepherd. He learned how to be skillful in killing lions and bears. And he became skillful in how to be a good shepherd, to oversee. And God used this training for his purpose later. You know, I, this is just my opinion, but I don't think one day as a child, David said, you know, I'm so glad I get to be on the backside of this mountain while everyone else is and the family's doing something important and being recognized. You know, I don't think he thought that. I, I don't know for sure, but he probably thought he might be the, in that position for the rest of his life. But God had other plans. He was in training. Are you willing to stay on the backside of a mountain fighting lions and bears? Or are you saying, no, I want to be promoted. It's time. I've waited long enough. Well, remember this. With promotion comes bigger and stronger lions and bears. Just in a different form. Maybe like a giant. When God promoted David, he was already prepared for the giant. Let, let that soak in for a minute. When God promoted David, he was already prepared for the giant. He had been in training. When no one else saw him, when no one else noticed, when no one else really cared that much. And others looked at him and even his family and said, who do you think you are? They saw him just as a shepherd boy. That's what they said when he came to kill the giant. Well, David knew who he was. He had been practicing his craft. When you come out with what God has destined for you and you feel confident in who you are in Him, there may be others who say, who do you think you are? But listen, I, I want to encourage you all today. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I want to encourage you. Take a lesson from David. Stay in training until God says, Go! When he says go, you go with all that is within you and in confidence, knowing that he is with you. He ordained it. If you're embarking on something and God has, that God has given you and you see that as a promotion from him, I just want to let you know, be prepared for some kind of attack. That's not to be fearful about anything, but it will come because we know the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Usually, not always, but usually it can be in the form of strife. But you may be mocked like David was. You may be presented with someone else's armor that doesn't fit like he was. It doesn't fit with your vision. You're not comfortable with it, but it'll be presented to you. You'll have, you'll have to make a decision. If you're going to compromise and put on that armor that someone else wears and it wasn't made for you, you may have to step back. You may have to take a step back. Hit the pause button. Get in a quiet place and get rid of all the distractions so you can hear accurately about next steps. You know, there's, there's power. There is power in making a decision that has been prayed out and one you feel is right. There's great power in that. 
It may mean letting go of something or someone. It may mean just making some simple adjustments within yourself, which I've had to do. It may be that you need to set up some boundaries, some soft ones or maybe some concrete ones that will never move. When you value something, you protect it. How much do you value yourself and what God has created you for? I mean, think about that for a minute. How much do you value yourself and what God has created you for? Now, I'm not talking about pride here. This this is not about pride at all. It's valuing who you are in Him, what He has created you for, and what He has given to you, what He has entrusted to you. David stayed on the backside of that mountain, valuing each little lamb. I got this nugget this morning, hot off the press. When you're in training, when a person's in training, our lambs are people. How do we value people? When you go when you go through training, when you get that kind of training and you go through a lot of battles, a lot, to keep what God has entrusted you with, setting some boundaries won't be hard. It won't be hard at all because of what you value. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. It's still sinking in with me. (laughs) So during the holidays, remember, just because it's family and friends, it doesn't mean you shouldn't have boundaries. You know what a healthy boundary can look like? It can simply be this. And, and I thought about these, these scenarios. Something like you make a decision or you think, I, I just can't talk to this person about this, this particular subject. I'll talk to them about something else. Sometimes you avoid subjects or topics, Right? Even though you may have truth about something, even though you, want to, you may want to add something, sometimes you just need to draw back and just basically keep your mouth shut. You may say, I can't go there with him or her because it may not be received or they're just not in a place to hear me. They may not want to hear you. You may have to make some audible calls during fa- family gatherings. You know what I mean by that? You football people, football fans, you know how a quarterback has plays and a play's called, but he sees how the other team is positioned with their play. So the coach is called in a play to him, or um, I'm thinking about Patrick Mahomes as I'm saying this, um, or the offensive coordinator has called in the play, and so he's got the play. But he's out there, and he sees how the other team is positioned, the defense is positioned with their plays. So he calls an audible. For us as Christians, That's called being led by our spirit. That's our audible. That's our reliable backup. Hmm, Selah. Boundaries are not shutting people out. we got to remember that. I mean, there are times, there are situations where you do have to do that. If it's a crisis, if it's it's something that has caused harm or hurt. Now, that's extreme hurt. I'm not talking about just minor things. There are times where you have to do that. We're not going to talk about that today. But basically, they're not shutting people out. Boundaries are just there to protect and serve you and really protect others too. They're there to protect the anointing and calling 
that is on your life. That's why boundaries are personal. They're unique to you. And they really should be seen as something positive, not negative. You know, here's just a little nugget for you to think about. You may have to draw back for a minute from something or someone to find out what kind of boundary you need in your life where, where they are concerned or where that situation is concerned. And that's okay. That's okay. I've had to do that before, and it's actually worked out for me. You just have to make sure that you're walk, you walk in love and you trust God in it. Here's something to ask yourself during the holidays, and I got this from Nancy Dufresne. This was actually this week. She said, how much are you willing to pay for getting out of God's love? It will cost you something. When there's an increase in your life, when things are beginning to happen, and God's plan is unfolding for you, and maybe you don't even know all of it yet, but you can sense it. God's plan is unfolding, and you're stepping out. Well, just know the enemy will come to steal from you. He's out to steal the word. He's out to steal the anointing. He's out to um, steal your identity, your purpose. It always comes when there is increase. Strife tries to enter. Now, whether you open the door to that with your mouth or your actions or someone else did, it doesn't matter. You don't have to fix the other person. You just fix your fence. You are responsible for you. You know, our love walk is our safe place. God has a flow. There's a God flow. And I could talk about that for a long time. God's flow is peace and unity, which is something the enemy always wants to steal. But peace is vitally important. I pursue peace. I pursue peace. I, that, is, that is ultimate goal, to keep God's love, to walk in love and pursue peace. And if creating a healthy boundary is part of keeping the peace in my life, and it helps me to stay in the love walk, then I'll do it in a heartbeat. Y'all, we've just scratched the surface. I have a lot to talk about regarding boundaries. I bet you do too. <laughs> I, can just, I can just feel it over the airwaves. Yeah, it's, um, it's a big subject, especially today in the times that we're living in. It's so important. And again, it's a positive thing, not a negative so I want to thank you for joining me today. I have some exciting news uh, that I want to share with you. My new website is up and running as of this weekend. It's simply narabonafidi.com. So if you get a chance, drop by and take a look. And I'd really love to hear from you. If you've not already followed my ministry Facebook page, I invite you to do that because it's a great way that we can connect and stay connected. And, and I want to ask you, if you're getting something from these podcasts, if it's encouraging you, I ask you to invite others to subscribe and, and tell them about it, okay? I'm getting some great feedback. I want to thank you for those of you who have even personally come to me and said thank you for doing this, and that means a lot to me. It really does. Listen, my next podcast will be continuing with boundaries. 